Welcome to In The Frame. During your visit you may be met with explicit language and references, and spoilers throughout. You have been warned. Welcome to In The Frame. We're the opinion that nobody asked for, and this week we're doing a classic review of Silence of the Lambs. I'm with Will, Rodeo, and Dan, as usual. Rodeo, why don't you give us a quick synopsis of the film? Okay, Um, so it starts with a rookie FBI agent. She's still in the academy. Her name is Clarice. Uh, She is asked by her superior to uh, go and interview Hannibal Lecter. Uh, She's not told why, but it turns out it is because he might have some knowledge and insight on a case that they're currently working on um, to do with Buffalo Bill, who is a serial killer who has been capturing larger women and cutting off their skin. Uh, It's later found out that that's so he can make a woman suit. So there's some interesting themes to do with uh, transgender. There's also a lot of interesting kind of bits about feminism um, with Jodie Foster as the main character. Um, Psychological aspects. Yeah, very psychological. Um, But in in essence, it's kind of a a bit bit of a detective thriller kind of thing, catching the bad guy, trying to work out who he is, Mm. uh, which in the end they do. I think the title ties into that quite interestingly because halfway through the film, when Hannibal Lecter is actually having a conversation with Clarice, Mm -hmm. uh, she reveals something about her childhood in which she was kind of traumatized by lambs screaming when they're about to be slaughtered. Mm -hmm. And Hannibal Lecter makes a point that she's trying to save uh, the victim of Buffalo Bill um, because that will somehow kind of bring her a bit of closure for the lambs. It's as if... The, the victim is almost a lamb to her and the lambs will be silent when she saves someone. What was everybody's thoughts when they walked away from watching this? First impressions. Creepy. Many uh, twists and turns. Very good characters. Obviously, Hannibal Lecter. He's a legendary character. Anthony Hopkins. He's got a good villain. Yeah, and he's not even the main villain. No, he's not. And obviously the main character, uh, played by... Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. I think it's really interesting that she tells the truth. Because she could have made up any story to tell Lecter. But she obviously forms some attachment with them, even though she knows she shouldn't. And I mean, yeah, she's a rookie FBI agent, but she's clearly trying to do her best job throughout the film. So it's interesting that she does actually open up to him when it's clear that she's lied to him before, where they propose that he can be transferred to to that island, which is clearly fake, um... And he almost buys it as well, which is really interesting. Yeah, that's like a bribery kind of thing to get him to give information on the case. Would you tell him the truth? That's a good question. If I I was in that position, there was no way I'd tell him anything. That's what's interesting about his character, because he seems to know what to ask and what to say. Well, he's a psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, Which is a really good idea for a villain. And that's what their dynamic works really well. She's not like innocent, but having the whole thing going mm. on, he knows that there's something like that going on that he can feed off of to get more information from her. But you can see uh, during the film, uh, right at the start, she says that she wants to go into behavioural sciences or yep. something like that. So you can see throughout the film that she's trying to play him and he's just having none of it. No. Yeah. But then at the same time, going back to what you said about she's not necessarily innocent, but she's kind of portrayed as innocent because 
she's still at the academy. She's still a student. She's not exactly a school kid. She's not young. And yet she's almost treated as if she's a student. She's patronized by everyone in the film, uh, which is quite interesting. Yep. So it's kind of playing on that theme of innocence while she is, as you said, trying to play this, you know, really scary psychological character. Which Hannibal Lecter clearly respects that mm. she she's trying to do that. How successful or, or not she is, that's sort of irrelevant to him. Mm, he's not interested in that. But he, he did at one point say that he would be able to tell when she's lying. And yet, as you said, when she made that fake offer to him yeah. uh, to bribe him to give them information, he didn't pick up on it. Or if no. he did, he pretended not to. That's true. So... That's quite um, interesting. Uh, even though like everybody is terrified of this guy because of what he's capable of, when he does escape, she says that line where she says, I'm not worried about him coming after me because he would see that as rude. That's mm -hmm. kind of thing. And the fact that you can have that understanding with a serial killer and a cannibal, I think it's a really interesting dynamic that they introduced into the film. Like it it's like a it's a higher class of killer. Like it's like a sophistication in it. And you can tell you get that impression from him all the time when he's sat listening with his classical music, when he's doing his drawings and stuff like that. The fact that he wants uh, a sea view or just any kind of view for a start. Like he, he does, he's interested in the little things in life, despite the fact that he goes after quite, you know, like aggressive and, and large goals. I want a room with a view. I want to see a tree. That was Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, was it really? It wasn't very good. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins' performance in this film was really really good chilling Oscar it was early. chilling um initially because you you told me earlier on yeah that initially it was going to be uh sean connery that was the first person they sent the script to and that's who they wanted yeah, yeah. um but connery turned it down because it was too vulgar i think was the phrase yeah there were, i think there was actually quite a few um people they approached to play clarice before they got jodie foster in. yeah which is pretty interesting I think she ends up being a really good choice, though. Mm. Um, the dynamic that they have, the two of them, Jodie Foster and Auntie Hopkins, is just what makes the film. Yeah. Even though, like, they're only in like four scenes together, yeah. and Lecter's screen time is like sixteen minutes. It's just it still manages to carry the film because you still feel like he's always there, he's always watching. Mm. Even though the film's almost two hours and he's on it for like he's not even on screen for like an hour and forty of that minute. I think that impression comes down to the cinematography. True. Doesn't it? When the camera sort of pans around and it's met with Hannibal Lecter's gaze. Yeah. True. I mean, the camera yeah. does that throughout the whole film. It's constantly like creeping around all of the corridors, yeah. all the corners and everything. It's almost like you're the you're like another FBI agent that's with Foster and you're just really nervous about what's around the corner. Like it's kind of how I feel like the camera is throughout the whole film. They do a really good job with the FBI, I think. It really does feel like an actual case. I mean, it, it's kind of like Twin Peaks because it was the same time, same around the same time Twin Peaks was on TV. I'm pretty sure. It felt a lot like X Files to me. Yeah, I must admit, I found a lot of parallels uh, with the characters and how they're structured in relation to one another. So, Clarice is more or less the same character to me as Dana Scully in X Files. Only I think Dana Scully is uh, less passive. She's kind of stronger, and I feel like Clarice is. I think she's almost demure in some places, which I don't necessarily like that much. I think it would be better if she was a little bit more plucky, but then maybe the kind of the lamb's innocence kind mm -hmm. of thing would be lost. Well, the, the, the thing with Foster's character, because she's a woman, she's got so much more work to do in this movie because women are really 
they're just seen as a victim throughout pretty much the entire film. Even Clarice herself is. But she overcomes that, and that's what makes her character really endearing, I think. Because every order she's given is from a man, and it's not even like... I mean, she's even basically set up as like a honey trap like when she goes to Lecter. Like, she's not even told the full story from her superiors. Even Hannibal recognises the fact that it's a really bold move, yeah. and he sees through it straight away, obviously. But he's the, he's the only one that actually sees her as an equal... Which is really interesting, actually. Mm. I mean, the fact that the serial killer in the movie is, is treating you like an equal and your work colleagues aren't, there's obviously something going wrong there. I mean, straight up, the very f- like one of the first scenes in the film, Clarice gets into an elevator with just loads of other men and you can just see their expressions. And the fact that she is kind of a foot shorter than all of them yeah. as well, it kind yeah. of really plays with the, the kind of dominance theme. Mm. And there's constant flirtation towards her the whole film yeah i mean there's some really vulgar dialogue yeah uh, directed at her from multiple different characters yeah but the fact that um hannibal's character thinks that's disgusting as well is also really interesting because that does as to his sort of sophisticated killer kind of mm. well I, I read online that um the director said to anthony hopkins that hannibal he, he isn't a bad guy he's just he's a good guy in a murderer's like mind so he is altogether a good guy which i think you can see so on, on the topic of uh, the representation of Jodie Foster as the, the female lead in this film, um, I found it very interesting that early on when she's having a conversation with Hannibal, he asks her if her superior, Crawford, uh, if she thinks that he just wants to have sex with her, if that's why he's kind of put her into this case. Um, and she doesn't really reply. But then later on, just after she's got a medal at the end when the case has been solved there's a very awkward bit of sexual tension between her and Crawford. And clearly we're seeing that Hannibal was right all along and straight after he actually phones her and that kind of just seals that. Yeah. So it does just kind of show that she was only put there by a man. It wasn't by her own decision. No. And she was only put there because to him, she was kind of a sex object. Mm -hmm. So despite the fact that she's a really strong female lead and she does kind of solve the case and it's all down to her, the only reason she's there in the first place is because a man has put her there. Right, it's a victimisation again, which runs through the whole film. Yeah. Um, Especially towards women, because Buffalo Bill, he... There's women in... It's never, you know, he never, like, takes a man or whatever. Women are constantly seen as vulnerable. I mean, even yeah. even her mother, the, the sixth girl that gets kidnapped, her mother, it's the fact that it's the mother doing the appeal. It's not the father, it's not any other family mm. member, it's the mother, and because she's seen as vulnerable. And then they try and make... Her as a child look vulnerable as a female and a child through through the um through the TV ad that they try and appeal to Buffalo Bill with and I think it's quite interesting that Buffalo Bill has affection towards a dog but he clearly has this distaste towards human beings I mean you can see why this has been built up like it really goes into the depth of his character but it's interesting the way that he treats women considering he wants to be one well isn't that he's making the suit because he was refused. Earlier on, it's referenced that he he did approach various different clinics asking for a sex change because he wanted to become yeah. a woman, mm-hmm. um, and yet he was refused. And I think Crawford tells Clarice that uh, he was refused because he's mentally unstable, because he's not really transgender. It's that he has some issues to do with his mother or something like that. So there's that yeah. whole thing of whether he actually is transgender um, mm-hmm. and that you know the system's just pushed him into being a psychopath. Um, or whether he's not, and it's just he's a mess. Um, I suppose Buffalo Bill is another serial killer that's based on Ed Gein, which sparked 
Yeah. Norman Bates in Psycho, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Buffalo Bill, and countless others. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been so many that have that have come from that initial serial killer. Uh, but I thought this one was a new take on it. It's interesting that Hannibal was completely made up. He wasn't based off of any character at all or any real life sorry um i think there's a quote somewhere online where they say that no one would be that messed up <laughs> um, which i thought was interesting considering up against buffalo bill right well he just like takes his show doesn't he i love the idea of the whole plot using a serial killer to f- catch a serial killer like i think that's what i think this is one of the most refreshing ways they've ever done that i want to also mention that I think the character development, especially with Jodie Foster's character, is done really well and in a really clever way because they use Hannibal to develop her character so they can progress the plot and also her character at the same time. Like The fact that she ends up telling him her life story basically means we're, we're in on that as well, so we get to find out what happened to her. And it also, it's exchange of information. And that kind of, again, ties into the whole the way women are portrayed in this film because she's selling, again, she's kind of selling herself for information. That's what she has to resort to doing to solve the case. Hmm. And so I think it's a really clever uh, device to further the plot. Related to that, I there was two, I think there was two flashback scenes in it. Yeah. Didn't like those. I don't, I don't think they added anything to it. If anything, they sort of took you out of Hannibal's game, essentially. I think the scripting was clever enough that they didn't need to resort to doing flashback sequences to actually get Clarice's character as a child across. I thought actually her story when she was talking about the lambs got that across a lot better than the two flashback scenes. Yes. Well, they stopped doing flashbacks after she started telling a story. Yeah. (laughs) So like... They kind of realised that. Yeah, I think they were like, but it's a shame they didn't do that in post. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like what they tried to do, but you're right, it didn't really add a whole lot. Did anyone notice Buffalo Bill's tattoo on his rib? Yeah, I didn't know what that was. So he had a kind of, right here on his bottom rib, he had kind of a cut with some blood dripping off it. That was a tattoo oh, yeah. he had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did wonder if that was kind of a religious connotation. So he wants to be a woman and he's kind of creating a woman out of other women. He's creating his woman suit. Yep. And then there's the um, whole kind of, you know, Eve uh, was taken Adam from Adam's, yeah. you know, rib. So I wonder if that was kind of a religious thing to do with Buffalo Bill. That's really interesting. Um, he, he kind of, he has this weird thing where he he calls his victims it so he's kind of disregarding women as people he's probably disregarding other you know men as people mm. as well but we don't actually see him interacting with any men so he's only sh- seen interacting with women he doesn't treat them as actual people and yet he wants to become one but he's kind of making one himself so i found that quite interesting maybe he's distancing himself from his victims if he refers to them as it he's not then seeing them as people essentially, so it makes it easier for him to just see them as a commodity. Mm. And then he's kind of playing God with them, which is where the kind of rib comes in. He's creating Eve. But yeah, they're a commodity. They're just something that he's using to create his Eve. When was this film made? Uh, 1991. Oh, well, that's interesting. Is it really? I think that might coincide with the big series of campaigns against... The fur trade. So using animals for their skin. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Could be bullshit, but... <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Pretty pinnacle point in the film 
is the Prison Break by Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. That seems really interesting because Hannibal is only ever seen in his cell before. So he is a captive, but he does come across as very relaxed, very calm and very well-mannered. And then this is the turning point where we finally actually see him just still with his calm exterior eat somebody's face off, basically. Like This is the first time we actually see him actually committing a crime and being as visceral as everybody describes him as. And I feel like you don't kind of trust that he is that visceral until you see it. And then suddenly I think it adds a whole other layer to his character that makes him even more horrific. Because you kind of just trust him. There's this odd trust that you had developed with him when he's speaking to Clarice. Because you kind of think if she trusts him to an extent, then you kind of think there's something there. Um, so the fact that he then just goes ham, <laughs> like... Goes ham. What? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Whoa. That's, yeah. Apparently that's the expression for eating someone. You go ham. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. There's, that, that is a... It is an expression, yeah. Is it? Yeah, going ham. I've never heard I've that. I've never heard wow. that. That's great. Uh, oh, yeah, it's an expression. It. That's why I used it. But yeah, um, going back to the ambulance scene. Yeah. Um, like you said also earlier, how up until that point he's done a lot of talking, but no actual doing. I'm a huge fan of the, the ending scene as well, the night vision sequence. Yeah. And I do like the intercutting between whether you know, but they have the two houses and the doorbell ringing and then because Clarissa answers the door as opposed to Crawford, who is on his way with a team, and you're very aware that he's about to capture someone who's not Buffalo Bill. Yeah, it's that kind of cross-cutting yeah. between two scenes that yeah. it's cut in such a way that you think it is one scene. Yeah. And in fact, the FBI agents are in a completely different state. Yeah, and it's I, I just thought that was really cool. No matter how much you know she's capable of solving this scenario, you just fear for her for the next, like, ten minutes of the film. And it's really intense, especially when the lights go off and they're down in the basement, he puts the night vision goggles on. It's the first time we see Buffalo Bill as what he must be like in general day-to-day life as well, because he's got that full-on facade of, like, trying to act as natural as possible, but you can see his weirdness is seeping through. That's another thing I find interesting. When we actually see him in his normal life, uh, when Clarice knocks on the door... He's he doesn't kind of live his life as a woman, so no. he's not kind of living necessarily living in a no. transgender kind of lifestyle, which is why it's kind of interesting that he's making a woman suit. That's true, but then you could argue that he's not in character yet because the character's not he's completed. He hasn't emerged from his cocoon. I was going to say that. Yeah, no. that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's clever. That's what Hannibal said, but then Hannibal also said that that was bullshit. So, what's everyone's thoughts overall? Is it a good film or is it a great film? Overall rating. I would say it's it's a good film and it's definitely a classic. I mean, it won five Oscars. Yep. For good reason. But I think you definitely have to be in that sort of frame of mind to watch it because it can sort of drag a little bit. I think there's parts of it where it's a bit, bit boring, can be a bit long, but there is definitely enough in there to keep you keep you going. The main uh, pulling point of this film is Hannibal Lecter, and it's a shame that he's not in it as much, but it pays off because it makes you watch the whole film just to see him. I thought it was a very interesting film for a lot of different reasons, all of the kind of uh, the subtext behind it, but then at the essence of it, it's still a great story. But at the same time, I do feel like 
the pacing for me kind of let it down slightly because it was kind of a race against time at the end because uh, they knew that Buffalo Bill was going to kill the victim. That kind of desperation was kind of lost on me because it was such a methodical pacing. So I feel like if they'd changed that up a bit and made it a bit more desperate, uh, it could have felt more like a threat. But then at the same time, it's methodical for a reason because of Hannibal Lecter, really. And the fact that he's not in it very much makes him much more enigmatic. All in all, I think it's a it's a really good film. i definitely watch it again. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's one of my favourites, but it definitely gives you a lot to think about it. I think it's a good film. Definitely think that you need to be in the right mood to watch it. And I probably won't watch it again for another few years. But it, it was good. It's, it's a twisted film, so it's difficult to shout about it. But um, I think it's got one of the best villains of all time. I think it's got one of the best scripts of all time. I think it's got one of the best protagonists of all time. It doesn't really fall short on many points other than the fact that it just ultimately is just a really good viewing experience. And the fact that you have to be in the right mood to watch it, I think that that's what makes it a great film. It means you really have to think about it, and I think that's that's what you want from a film. Yeah, um, it, it challenges yeah. your ideas and your perspectives. And when you yeah. are in the mood to watch it, you are like fully engrossed in it. Thrill Factor. I'll give it a four out of five. It, the whole film is just a roller coaster of intensity and. Really, you said you were bored earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, if you're not in the right frame of mind... Were well, you not in the right frame of mind when you watched it? Yeah, when I first watched it, I was like, oh my god, this is this is awesome. And it's... Yeah, it's fucked up. But it's awesome. I would give it a 3 out of 5 for Thrill Factor. Um, purely because, yes, I thought the, the two serial killers were very interesting characters. And it was kind of a, a race against time, as I said, with mm. trying to catch buffalo bill before he killed his next victim but the reason i think it's a three rather than something higher is because of the pacing it kind of didn't feel as thrilling as i thought it could Mm -hmm. um i thought it was more intellectual and interesting than thrilling personally i think thrill factor three out of five the sense of urgency wasn't quite there for me but it was really good obviously for me it's a five out of five when the conversation does get really intense especially when she tries to leave she runs back to hannibal and he's like shouting really intensely like what she needs to do and then she's just left by a car in tears kind of thing i think moments like that just really do they, they are really intense and i think it's more deep-seated um intensity than opposed to like the world's on fire type thing and i think that's more intense thank you everyone for watching um don't forget to uh like and subscribe uh, we've been in the frame um, thanks very much all right, yeah, just before we go, we're just implementing a new segment. Uh, it's called... Um, Dan's Shitty Impressions. Take it away. Okay, so initially, who they wanted for the part was Sean Connery, so he would have sounded something like this. Have the lamb stopped screaming yet, Clarice? <laughs> yeah, everyone. Bye.